Anyone know what that is? That's music to my ears. That's another sale on Shopify, the all-in-one commerce platform to start, run, and grow your business. Shopify makes it simple to sell to anyone from anywhere. Whether you're selling shirts or sandals, start selling with Shopify and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide. With Shopify, you'll customize your online store to your brand, discover new customers, and build relationships that will keep them coming back. Shopify covers all the sales channels to successfully grow your business, from an in-person POS system to an all-in-one e-commerce platform, even across social media platforms like TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram. And thanks to 24-7 support and free on-demand business courses, Shopify is here to help you succeed every step of the way. It's how every minute, new sellers around the world make their first sale with Shopify. And you can do it too. I love how Shopify makes it simple for anyone to sell their products anywhere. Whether they're eBooks or earrings, Shopify simplifies starting and running your own successful business. When you're ready to take your idea to the world, do it with Shopify, the commerce platform powering millions of businesses down the street and around the globe. Now it's your turn to try Shopify for free and start selling anywhere. So sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash c-suite, all lowercase on c-suite. Go to shopify.com slash c-suite, all lowercase on c-suite, to start selling online today. Shopify.com slash c-suite. You are listening to the PGX for Pharmacists podcast, part of the Pharmacy Podcast Network. Pharmacogenomics is the study of how genes affect a person's response to drugs. This revolutionary science combines pharmacology and genomics to develop effective, safe medications and doses that will be tailored to a person's genetic makeup. There's no better healthcare provider position to leverage the analytical power of pharmacogenomics to provide more effective medication therapies and outcomes than a clinical pharmacist. And now, here's the host of the PGX for Pharmacists podcast, pharmacist, researcher, and national pharmacogenetics expert, Ken Sternfield. Good afternoon. This is Ken Sternfeld for PGX for Pharmacists on the Pharmacy Podcast Network. And I am welcoming you to a very, very exciting conversation with three industry-leading women who are setting the pace and the table for entrepreneurs uh, in our profession. So I want to welcome three people, but first tell you a little bit about them. Because this show is going to resonate with, I believe, most if not all of our listeners. If you're someone who recognizes that healthcare is changing, and even have some creative new ideas of your own to introduce to the world of the pharmacy, you are going to want to meet these three women with open arms. They are three smart, fierce, from what I've learned, pretty quirky pharmacists who chose to get out of the box and become entrepreneurs. And they have found freedom by starting their own businesses. This allows them to pursue their specific passions and approach healthcare holistically with a focus where it should be, on the patient. I love the fact that pharmacists should be working for the patient. These three women joined forces to help each other through a journey from traditional pharmacy to a business ownership. And from what we have seen, uh, the good, the bad, and the ugly, they've seen it along the way. So we're going to spend some time with them today on the PGX for Pharmacy podcast because they clearly are changing the DNA of our profession. 
So I want to welcome three wonderful entrepreneurial businesswomen and pharmacists uh, to the PGX for Pharmacy podcast, Anna um, Gannett, uh, Sue Paul, and Michelle Frisch. Ladies, this is where I just turn this over because I know I've lost control of the show already with three amazing women. Welcome, ladies. Thank you. Well, I want to start someplace by letting our listeners know a little bit about your background, because you each come to us from a different different perspective. So I'm going to ask Anna to start a little bit. Tell us a little bit about her bio, a little bit of her background, and then pass it along to Michelle and Sue so our listeners can really get a perspective of where you've been and where you're planning to go with uh, your company. Well, Ken, first of all, thank you so much for having us today. We really appreciate the opportunity to um, share our work and Metapreneurs with your audience, so we couldn't be happier. Um, I have been a pharmacist for slightly north of 25 years. I just had to do the math, and I was appalled. But um, anyway, I, my whole career has pretty much been spent creating my own jobs, with one exception, uh, and that was the last full-time job that I had. And so along the way, I've created a clinical coordinator position in infectious diseases. Um, I created clinical pharmacy services for a physician group back in the early 2000s and ended up at Mission Hospital in Asheville as a manager as my last full-time job. And then in 2011, I had what I call a leap in the net will appear moment and decided to um, strike out on my own. And I don't want to take up all the time with the details of how that came about, but um, I decided I wanted to work with women in midlife because from what I could see as a woman in midlife, there was a lot of unnecessary suffering going on. And so I began to um, work with women on their hormone balance and also mindset coaching and have grown that into a business that finally allowed me last year in May to fully step away from the hospital world. So I did stay on as a PRM pharmacist in a co-ag clinic for five years until I could get myself going um, enough to, to, to make enough money to make ugh, pay the bills. Sorry. Um, and it's just been so rewarding. And I met Michelle back in her North Carolina days when she was uh, a pharmacist at a hospital near where I lived. And Sue and I actually met in a business coaching group and we just, we, I connected Sue with Michelle because they have some common commonalities and they uh, started a conversation and then the three of us came together and said, you know what, it's really lonely being an entrepreneur and being by yourself. And so that is how the whole Metapreneurs idea was born in an IHOP on Tunnel Road in Asheville, North Carolina. Wow. <laughs> Interesting story. You know, when you talk about seasoned veterans who come together in very normal circumstances, great things happen. So, Michelle, um, nice to meet you. Welcome to PGX for Pharmacists. Can you give our listeners a little insight into your background? Absolutely. And I, Mayor Annas, thank you for inviting us today. It's our it's pleasure. It's to be here. So, my background is, is academia and geriatrics. So I have practiced in everything from large academic medical centers where you have a team of 20 that walks in when you're in the bedside. Um, I have mostly focused in clinic 
practice, um, always focused on senior adults. And then I've taught primarily pharmacy students, but also physicians and nurse practitioners, physician assistants, uh, physical therapists, so lots of teaching in my background. I left um, the academic world to start a business because in my practice, I saw so many people seeing a decline in their health and their post 60 age 60 ages and when you look at them in their scenario you knew that if we could just be a short distance in front of that we could have prevented it so my practice is all about preventing that decline in the last third or so of someone's life uh, by being very proactive and getting medications out of the way so that they're not causing problems Great. You know, um, as, as someone who's been following uh, thought leaders in the pharmacy profession, Medpreneurs always pops up on the top list of some of the resources that keep coming across my, uh, my, my phone, my internet. And that's why I reached out to you ladies, because Sue Paul is someone who I've seen separately, but also as part of the Medpreneurs uh, perspective for so many years for a long time, actually more, longer than I'd like to admit. But Sue, if you could tell our listeners a little bit about how you came to this new path in your career, I'd really appreciate it. Thanks, Ken. And um, my story, of course, mirrors the other two, and I appreciate you having us on and letting us tell our stories. But um, I had a bunch of traditional roles in pharmacy, went from uh, retail to nursing home consultant to hospital, uh, co-ed clinic and meds to beds program. And, and while I was in the nursing home, I kept thinking if a pharmacist had gotten to these patients before they needed this level of care, we may have been able to prolong their uh, entry into long-term care. And so I, that thought just wouldn't go away through the different uh, venues where I was working, I just kept seeing it more and more that America is over-medicated. And then with the change in the healthcare systems, you know, multiple prescribers, multiple pharmacies, and then probably one of the straws that broke the camel's back was when your doctor was not following you to the hospital any longer. And so when you're having an acute event, somebody else who doesn't know your story is changing your medications. And so I just felt that there was a need. So I started uh, my own transition of care program. And from there, it's led me down a path of um, in physicians' offices. Uh, I went through some business mentoring so I could gain those skills I didn't get in pharmacy school where I met Anna. And then, uh, which led me on to pharmacogenomics. Um, and that's just been life-changing for myself, the providers, and the um, patients. So now um, I'm going to spend some time with my newest partner, and we're going to teach pharmacists about pharmacogenomics and with a certification course. Wow, that's Hopefully great. More, more people can get on the right medicine. Uh, you are talking the talk that we love to hear, Sue. Thank you so much. Uh, this is obviously PGX for pharmacists. Our commitment, uh, my personal commitment, because my father-in-law had a horrific uh, adverse drug reaction, has led me down a similar path. As a matter of fact, this week, we'll be launching a PGX for pharmacists 
national awareness campaign. And with, with, with the wonderful vision that you three women have as entrepreneurs and as thought leaders in our industry, the more people who we can raise awareness that a pharmacist can be involved in this wonderful life-saving test, the better. Each of you had basically forged these new paths from different perspectives, which is what I love as well. Because in pharmacogenetics, everyone has a different DNA. You all had different DNA, but you united and got together uh, for a single purpose. So um, in looking at your website, which I encourage all our listeners to go to, metapreneurs.com, M-E-D-I-P-R-E-N-E-U-R-S.com. We'll put it in the notes. You each came together to give other medical professionals the tools to do things differently. And you've joined our profession as leaders in this new movement in pharmacy. So you reach a point in your career, and I'm going to ask uh, Michelle this question. You know, you had a regular job. You were in a paid position. What is it that triggered you to start your own business? Because that's a, that's a harrowing experience, I know, personally and professionally. What is it that triggered you to start uh, the, your own business? Um, I think I get bored too easily, Ken. Okay, good answer. So, so I had the, the wonderful opportunity to be part of a team starting one of the new pharmacy schools. And we got to the point where we were fully accredited and everything was sailing right along. And I'm not a good settler. And I had also worked myself so far into administration, I no longer had patient care time. And so in thinking about those things, I saw an opportunity to go back to patient care and practice or demonstrate the efficacy of some new models. And along the way, like everyone else, I found some consulting and part-time things to do to kind of pay the bills while the business takes off. And that's been rewarding as well. So you took the time, you made the time to do something. In my case, I took a day off from retail. I was still working full-time in retail pharmacy, but I wanted more. Uh, I wasn't being fulfilled at the height of my license. And again, you could stay where you are and let the winds and the uh, things just put you against the rocks and knock you on the head, or you could go out of the box and be a little bit entrepreneurial. And like you, um, I went out of the box and I went to my own doctor and said, I want to be a care provider. I want to do what you do when I grow up. And if you do that, you'd be surprised how you could be welcomed into right. the healthcare environment. All you have to do is ask. So Anna, I want to ask you a question about when the time came for you to move from traditional to entrepreneurial and non-traditional, did you do it all at once or was it a gradual process? No, I, um, I started out very slowly. So I did a little bit of my own business while I still had a full-time job. Um, and then at, at the end of 2011, I left the full-time job and worked different PRN, um, mostly at the hospital and the co-ag clinic, but I also did some consulting work for uh, the Medicaid organization here as well to just keep bringing in some money while I got everything going. So no, it was by no means. Um, it, I mean, it took me five years to get completely out. That's a good pathway for people to think about. These things don't happen overnight. When you're changing career paths, there are two ways to do it. You say, I'm done and I'm going this way and whatever happens, happens. But the more intelligent way is to do it in a transitional period, to move into it, to see 
what you can do. Um, I want to ask uh, Sue, but some of the innovative things that you're doing now, did you have an opportunity to implement them or utilize them in the positions you had prior to moving it? Was it, was it a platform for kind of trying out some things, or did you have to just move away from where you were? Um, a, a little bit of both. I, I've always had innovative ideas. Some um, places where I was working accepted them and, and some weren't so accepting. Um, but my biggest confidence builder was when I was working at the hospital and the cardiologist allowed me to come and, and uh, uh, do visits with them. Um, I did this on my own time to learn what they're doing with the patients and see if I could help. And they loved it so much. We um, started toward that path and then all the, the red tape got in the way. And so I thought, well, I'll just do this myself and avoid some red tape anyway. You know, it's funny. You said on your own time. And that's something as a retail pharmacist. And we're not here to say anything negative. This is all a positive scenario. But sometimes in the retail environment, you're being asked to do things on your own time and perhaps not being compensated for them appropriately. However, what you did is you took your own time to do something that actually developed and clearly put you on a path to a new career. So I commend you. That's wonderful. You have to take your own time and make the time to you know, become a healthcare provider. It's not just coming to us. We have to make it happen. Anna, I want to speak to you because when I look at your website and I spent quite a minute, a bit of time on it recently. How did the concept of medpreneurs originate? Because I understand it came from you. Um, truly at the IHOP on Tunnel Road in Asheville. So um, Sue came to town and um, my husband, Dan Garrett, and I went to have breakfast with her and we were just talking about how the challenges of being an entrepreneur and basically being on your own and we looked at each other and we said hey wouldn't it be fun to have an event <laughs> having absolutely no clue what we were talking about of course um, and that's how it got started um, we pulled Michelle in and started having conversations and it actually took us two years to get from the idea to the actual event last April Let's talk about that event because it was a wonderful summit. Uh, I think it was in April of mm -hmm. this past year. So, Michelle, if, you know, because you were asked to come in, again, had you had experience in putting events uh, together in any other category? Was this a new venture for you? And, you know, how did you feel your way along? And maybe what were some of the opportunities and challenges that came about for this event? It's a great question. And I will tell you, any event I had planned, it did not fully uh, prepare me for what we did, but the three of us working together, we had some great coaching through uh, some of Anna's contacts in particular with marketing people. We had the um, North Carolina Association of Pharmacists and University of North Carolina, especially the Asheville campus, come alongside us and help us with space and with um, I, things that we needed to think about because they were more uh, astute planners of events so they were w more than willing to share things with us along the way so it was very much a group effort and I would say that that is kind of the theme of medipreneurs is that any of these things are very difficult to do on your own and so pulling together your team or in medipreneurs we call them your tribe 
helps you overcome obstacles because uh, the three of us have found as soon as I hit an obstacle, either Sue or Anna have probably just successfully navigated that obstacle. And then the same can be true in reverse. So it's really the, the planning of the event mirrored our whole concept of the importance of Mightypreneurs. I love that tribe concept because when you think about how a tribe stays together and they're all one family, even if they're not related, but you're so right about when an obstacle comes up, someone in the tribe has had that problem before. Someone has that experience. You know, I don't know whether the tribes could understand the word collaborate back then or what, the, what it is, but collaboration in healthcare. It's just like collaborating as you put together that event. You reached out to people who gave you some advice, who lended their resources, who wanted to be a part of what turned out to be an absolutely spectacular event. Almost like a wedding. I have two daughters. I planned weddings. We had a wedding plan. So you probably had someone like a wedding plan. I'm looking probably at the three of you who were planning a wedding of forward-thinking women and the profession of pharmacy. So I look forward to the next event. Uh, Sue, tell us a little about what's coming next. Oh, what's coming next? Well, I'm very, well, uh, the doctor's office continues to succeed. I'm implementing, always implementing new services for the patients that help them understand their healthcare better. And I kind of, they allow me to innovate there. And it's just been a wonderful platform to, um, it's so rewarding to be that involved with patient care. And then the pharmacogenomics uh, first certification course that we'll be teaching. Uh, it's 12 hours online, eight hours in person. And the first one is uh, September 22nd. And we hope to go around the country and be able to offer these um, uh, the certification course um, to other pharmacists. So we're, we're planning those dates now and, and getting that up and running. So that's kind of exciting, new and challenging. And then of course, metapreneurs always getting ready for that um, and finishing our speaker list and starting on our marketing for next year's event. You know, people hear about services that uh, could be performed in a physician's office, but you already would, you're doing it. So what other kind of services, kind of -of out-of-the-box services that you've been able to do in physician offices, just so our listeners can hear, not about a course of learning something that might be able to do, but something that actually a pharmacist is delivering at the point of care. What other services in addition to the pharmacogenetic testing have you been able to implement with the physicians? Um, the, the practice where I am wasn't very comfortable with, we have a lower health literacy population and so they weren't very comfortable with, for example, basal bolus dosing of insulin. They thought it might be too complicated for the patients. However, the patients we serve, there's a high percentage of diabetics. So, I, you know, I went out and I found this Vigo product, which is a daily disposable insulin pump. And, um, and I trained the patients on that. And it's, they can get their basal bolus that way. They don't really have to count carbs very much. I mean, I we they are educated about carbs. That's one uh, medication adherence. You know, I'll set patients up with texting reminders to take their medication, um, and just trying to be that that quarterback for the medicines. Um, 
as far as with all their different prescribers and stuff and make sure everybody's on the same page. That's pretty much it in a nutshell. Well, that's it. What you've kind of done is you've demystified the fact that a pharmacist working with a patient in a face-to-face environment and not in a fast environment, fast food pharmacy, as I like to call it, is able to make patient um, encounter relationships and is able to get to the level that the patient understands. So when the patient can understand what a pharmacist can bring to them, and of course the physician who puts you in that position understands as well, you were able to make positive impacts in patient care. Anna, since you started at the House of Pancakes uh, with Medpreneurs, uh, now that they've changed from pancakes to, uh, uh, to hamburgers, uh, in healthcare, with what's going on in healthcare, some of the changes, how do you feel that the forward-thinking uh, Medpreneur pharmacists can position themselves firmly as value-based uh, service providers to the healthcare industry, which is changing? every moment of every day? Well, as I look at some of the groups I'm in on Facebook and I see what's happening and for the retail pharmacists and how stores are closing and hours are being cut, I just feel like, you know, if you've got an idea and you're able to bring it forward, now is the time because this is not going to get better, at least in my personal opinion. Um, I agree. And, you know, I have uh, positioned my thought process is that I don't believe there's ever been a better time to be a pharmacist. Granted, we still advocate and are waiting for we recognize as healthcare providers, and, and hopefully that comes sooner than later. But the point is that with the changing landscape, you know, through what is truly a crisis in our country in healthcare, a pharmacist is a trusted care provider, I believe has the best opportunity to forward his or her career by coming out of that box and doing things that are uh, proactive in terms of patient-centric care. So I don't think there's ever been a better time uh, to, uh, to be a pharmacist. And to the things that Sue is doing with pharmacogenetics, I mean, we are just at the beginning of how that could be an amazing new part of uh, our toolbox. You know, asking a pharmacist about pharmacogenetic testing, who better to know about how the medications can be metabolized in each uh, individual? It's personalized. Well, and I, I use nutrigenomics in my practice to help the women that I serve um, more precisely dial in the type of nutrition that's going to be best for their particular genetic type. And I've also been able to use it um, to further get information about hormones and metabolic uh, pathways and detox pathways so that they get a better result from the work that we do. Well, everything you put in your mouth is a drug or a food, the foods are drugs. Everything you put in your, your mouth has to be metabolized some way, shape or form. And it does have an effect on the other things that go on. I'm very, very, very pleased that we brought this group together. It's been a long time coming. Uh, We've kind of reached out a couple months ago and find the right time to do this. I think this is perfect. Uh, Everyone's going back to school uh, in a couple of weeks or whatever. And I think pharmacists have to go back to school too. Look for new ways. And the entrepreneurial spirit that you women bring to our profession, I applaud you. And And I look forward to having each of you and all of you um, on the future podcast, uh, PGX for podcast, uh, uh, pharmacist podcast, and to also 
be involved where we can in any of your future initiatives. So I want to thank the three wonderful women who have joined us today. And uh, um, please, we'll put your um, notes if you want to send over any information about your upcoming events, anything about how people can be in touch with you to get in touch with your fine coaching services and everything else that you do to advance our career at Pharmacist. Um, this is Ken Sternfeld for PGX for Pharmacist. Follow us at PGX4RX. And of course, all of the great hosts on the Pharmacy Podcast Network. So I want to thank you all for our listeners and specific thank you to the wonderful women of Metapreneurs. Thank you and have a wonderful day.